This is Daily Devotions Best Of with Pastor Tim Dodson from JF Believers Church. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting jfbelievers.com. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 2. When he entered again into Capernaum after some days, it was heard that he was at home. Immediately, many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even around the door, and he spoke the word to them. Jesus had now returned to Capernaum, which effectively serves as his home base for his earthly ministry. As always, word of his presence spread rapidly and a crowd gathered quickly. Soon, there was no room even to get in the door. It seemed that wherever Jesus went, folks gathered. Now why they were gathering was, however, questionable. The people were amazed, even astonished at his miracles and wonders, but rarely was there a long-term change in those who witnessed them. Rarely were they motivated to repentance and belief. They wanted his healings and to experience his power. They wanted to have the benefits of him in their midst, but not actually have him in their midst, in their lives, you see, as Lord over them. Later on, they, there would actually be a curse placed on Capernaum for this very fact. These folks had literally witnessed the miraculous hand of God, yet it ultimately had no effect upon their lives. It says he preached the word to them. So despite the people's hunger for the miraculous, please note that it was the word that Jesus gave them. They came to see the healings of the body, while Jesus was aiming at the healing of the soul. Verse 3 says, Four people came, carrying a paralytic to him. And when they could not come near to him for the crowd, they removed the roof where he was, When they had broken it up, they let down the mat where the paralytic was lying on. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Now this paralyzed man was brought to Jesus the great healer. His friends had done what they could. They had not abandoned him in his time of difficulty, but they were just men, and they could do nothing more than bring him to Jesus. Yet ironically, that is the greatest thing any one of us could do in such a situation. Certainly we need to have servants today who are willing to, well, raise some roofs. While we do not want to create a ruckus simply for the sake of it, are we willing to go the extra mile for the sake of the lost? Some people will always and naturally object to such extreme actions. But which is worth more, a roof or a man? These men came with nothing to offer Jesus, but apparently no payment was required. Isaiah 55 verse 1 says, Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink, even if you have no money. Come take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Jesus had proven repeatedly that he cared very much about the physical well-being of man, yet it was for the spiritual that he came. 
Jesus came to die to forgive us of our sins. Note that it was apparently not just the faith of the paralytic man, however, that was in play here, but even the faith of the men who brought him to Jesus. Romans 15.1 says, Now we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of the weak and not to please ourselves. And then Galatians 6.2 says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Going on in verse 6, we read, But there were some of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man blaspheme like that? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Now these scribes were unwittingly speaking a divine truth. Who can forgive sins but God alone? It is no mystery how these scribes came to be there, for they were watching Jesus. They were always watching Jesus. The scribes and the Pharisees of this world seem to show up in all such situations, and rarely are they there as students. They are usually there to do just what these guys did. Question and criticize. Question and criticize. But you see, putting others down, it was their way of attempting to lift themselves up. They pretend to be the guardians of righteousness, but are in fact the epitome of hypocrisy. Verse 8, Immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, said to them, Why do you reason such things in your hearts? Which is easier, to tell the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Arise and take up your bed and walk? But now, you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, arise, take up your mat, and go to your house. He arose and immediately took up the mat, went out in front of them all, so that they were all amazed, glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Our text began there in verse 8, saying Jesus perceived It seems man has always, from the garden through the present, erroneously believed that they could hide their thoughts or their actions from God in some manner. This is just one passage to remind us that such attempts are futile and, I guess, even kind of foolish. Hebrews 4.13 says, There is no creature that is hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and laid open before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account prove his power in the realm of the invisible, Jesus worked a miracle in the realm of the visible. The result of this sign certified its reality and purpose. Quote, and all were amazed and, here it is, glorified God, end quote. Fact is that if an individual has indeed been healed in any way by Christ, then there will indeed be some physical and external evidence. A life changed will witness such through a transformation of our actions, our lifestyle, our demeanor. We cannot claim God has done a saving work in our lives and then not testify as such through our actions and our living. Verse 13, he says, He went out again by the seaside. All the multitudes came to him and he taught them. Now, after executing this miracle, Jesus returned again to his objective, and that was to teach the people. In fact, the tense of this word in the verse, it lends to a clearer rendering in the original language. 
It means the multitude kept coming and he just kept on teaching. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.